Hey friend, I'm Aristasia. Welcome to Passion and Potential Podcast. I'm a creative business owner that followed my heart, learned some things the hard way, and created a passionate career for myself. At 22 years old, I quit my marketing job to start my business in a new city with no friends, no experience, and a whole lot of emotional baggage. I'm using the lessons I've learned in life and business to inspire you to embrace your passions, discover your full potential, and chase your dreams in life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, welcome to part three of my life story. If you have made it this far, one, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to part one and two. Two, um, you hanging in there okay? Because I know there's been a lot here. (laughs) Am I hanging in there okay? (laughs) Um, maybe, maybe not. This is my first time ever opening up in such a vulnerable way. And that being said, I really appreciate you listening to this. I appreciate you listening to this with an open mind and heart. And just know that I am putting myself out there because I I understand how important it is to do things that make you uncomfortable. And I understand how important it is to own your truth and your story and to realize that that is you and that is your story. So moving on with the episode. In part one, you learned about my childhood, which contributed massively to my low self-worth, my financial trauma, my abandonment issues, my anxiety. And you learned that I really, really was um, focused on the family and being a caretaker for my younger siblings. In part two, you see me start to embrace my passions and I get a job in photography. And I really start to unfold as a young woman with ambitions and hope for a passionate future. I ended part two with explaining that I hit a breaking point. After realizing I'm so deeply unhappy in my full-time office job, and so deeply hurt by some recent family trauma I was experiencing. And and you hear me talk about how I am an adult, I'm 21, but I'm terrified to choose myself and I'm terrified to go on my own journey that might require me to choose myself because I was always in this caretaker role of Put your siblings first. Put everybody else first. Don't ever put yourself first. So because of that breaking point, I decide to finally chase my dreams. And I go full-time in photography. And I open my business 800 miles away from home. So before I get to the actual move in that process of opening the business, I want to explain what this transitional period was like. Um... A few things happened that probably played a role in this overall journey. I start painting again. I realize how much it helps my mental health and my anxiety due to the fact that work was not good for me. And then I was also going through that family trauma. So I pick up a paintbrush again and I paint my first uh, piece in years. And I talk more about this in episode 49. But I paint this big elephant 
and I still have this elephant. It is literally hanging on my wall in my office right now as we speak. Because this elephant played such a big emotional role in me and myself and in my art journey. So if you're curious about that, go listen to episode 49. But during this time, I start painting again. And if you fast forward a few months, I finally put in my two weeks at the office job and I have a little bit of free time before I make my official move. And so I painted in every waking moment of that time period. It was amazing. I had this little taste of creative freedom that was so healthy for me. And a few months before that, I'd seen the ocean for the first time and I felt deeply in love and in awe of it. So imagine living near the ocean and starting a business where I'm my own boss. And it's also a business that's filled with passions like photography and art. So I'm just dreaming, but I'm doing as well. I put in the two weeks and I'm counting down days till I can get down there and just go all in. So I make this move to South Carolina and I am not kidding you. I am thriving when I get down there. I drive about 13 hours through the day and night. And the first thing I did literally before unpacking any of my luggage, anything, I get out of my car and I go and photograph the stars, the trees, and the boats on the water. I will never forget this moment because I remember feeling drained from the drive. But that moment I saw how beautiful everything was and, and it became a reality of, oh, oh my God, you're here. You did it, you're doing it. I just got this burst of euphoric joy and energy and excitement and I had to creatively document it. So I'll actually link these pictures in the show notes of the episode because I still have them. So when I get to South Carolina, what did this process look like of going from having a stable income in my office job to now essentially no job, no ongoing income, and starting from square one? Well, here's a few things I should mention. One, like I said, I knew I was meant for more and I knew I always wanted to own my own photography business. I just had to build up some foundations for myself and reach a point of finding confidence in myself enough to do so. So during this time of working in the office job, the more and more unhappy I got, the more I started thinking of this dream of my own business as a reality. So I started putting some money aside and essentially preparing for a day that I would go full time because I knew I was going to do this. And if I was that unhappy, it was like, I got to do this sooner than, sooner than later. So I started building up a little bit of savings. And then additionally, any money I made from creative side jobs, I didn't allow myself to spend. It would immediately go into that savings account to go towards opening the business, going full time, or even just essentially equipment or something that could help the business. So I had planned for when I got down there, to use that savings to pay for the bills. 
while I built up this new life for myself and started working towards opening the business, getting clients, and making money. I remember doing the math and saying, okay, you have enough money to pay your bills for the next, I want to say it was like five months, maybe four. So you need to get on this immediately and make it happen. We are not resorting back to working for someone else. You will be your own boss and business owner. And it's funny because right before I left, my office boss tells me, Anastasia, you're not going to make it as a photographer. Good at marketing, you're good in the office. When you get down to South Carolina, find a job just like this one. Continue with a stable career. That's how you'll make money. Don't, don't do the photography thing. And, you know, maybe before that would have played a little bit of a role in my confidence or maybe deterred me, but that did not deter me. It actually put more fire in me to make it happen. I was like, okay, well now you've got this woman who just made your life hell for the last however many months, years, whatever. You just had her tell you you can't do it, you're doing it. You are doing it, uh-uh. <laughs> and it's funny because when I got to South Carolina, I had a little bit of a hint of self-doubt and I did interview at a couple places for a marketing job. And they offered me good money and stable income and benefits. And I was like, no, 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 no. You promised yourself that that was not the purpose of this. You promised yourself you would go all in, you'd believe in yourself and you'd make it happen. And I turned down the jobs and I once again went all in. So friends, I am happy to say that within one month of living in South Carolina, I was already making connections and booking photography sessions there. And within six months of living there, I opened my first photography studio. And it was amazing. I had a big grand opening party. I had a newly connected business owner slash friend DJ it. The local wedding and event catering company um, sponsored it by catering it with this beautiful charcuterie massive table board. I advertised it in the newspaper. It was this moment of, oh my God, we made it. You made it. You did it. Like you pushed past the trauma. You pushed past the insecurities. You pushed past all the self-doubt, whatever it is, and you did it. If you would like to hear a deeper dive in how I made that happen, go way back to episode three because I share more of that process and how I built up those connections and networking and clients, etc. So during this time, oh my gosh, I am, I am thriving and I am truly the happiest I have ever been. Every day is surrounded by inspiration and I'm doing things I love and I have freedom Believing in myself doesn't mean I'm not still having doubts and, you know, struggling in terms of understanding myself, but I'm essentially acting on that belief in myself. I'm moving forward and I'm not allowing it to deter me. And here's the thing though, as much as I was thriving, looking hindsight and being completely honest, I kind of put 
all of that trauma in that past life, all those inner issues, I put them on the back burner and I moved on and I never acknowledged them. And I essentially ran away from them, which eventually would catch up with me. And I've shared kind of a lot about that in this podcast about how it wasn't until my late 20s that I found therapy and I found, oh crap, I have a lot of trauma that I've suppressed my whole life, but especially my 20s. So I won't skip ahead to that though. I'll keep sharing this chapter. So to back it up a slight notch, before I left Ohio, I had started a new relationship about six months before. So when I told him that I really wanted to chase my dreams and move out of state, it probably came as a shock, but I did always you know, tell him that I will leave this office. I will pursue photography. I'm gonna open my own business. It probably just happened sooner than he thought and we were only dating, I think six months. So he did actually end up moving down to South Carolina with me a few months later. I bring this up because this relation ends up being the majority of my 20s. And as we know, relationships can really shape you and impact you both positively and negatively. So even though this isn't a relationship podcast, I know firsthand how much a relationship can play a role in you, in your self-worth, in your career, all the above. So this is going to be important and that's why I bring it up. So as I'm in this new chapter of my life, I am working on my business. I'm learning things as I go. Oh, and I should mention that I left Ohio before finishing my college degree. And I think in one layer, I really wanted to finish the degree to prove it to myself that I could. But in another, I almost was like, you know, you don't, you don't need it. And it's not going to serve a purpose on your resume because at the end of the day, we're not trying to work for someone else. And so I, I'm, down, I'm down in this new place and I've opened a business and I'm a business owner. So I'm getting firsthand experience. And I'm feeling like I don't need this on my resume. And I almost don't want to default to getting the degree so that if things got difficult, I would resort to a resume and applying to other places. So I was kind of in this stubborn fight with myself of, no, you don't need it. But then I was also like, well, I mean, you did work really hard for it. And you did promise yourself that you would finish it and that you would get a college degree because, you know, I came from a family where I was the only one who ever even graduated high school at the time, let alone go to college and get a degree from that. Like I've mentioned in part one, my siblings have since then got their GEDs and graduated college. But at this current time, it was kind of this prove it to yourself that you could do it. So I did end up getting it. I finished out everything with online classes and it was just my way of sticking to something I said I would do, but also knowing I was not going to use that as a default and that I was still continuing down the journey of being my own business and being my own boss 
in not needing a degree on a resume to prove my worth, if that makes sense. So additionally, in working on my business and booking these sessions, X, Y, Z, I'm also painting all the time. I am just painting as much as I can. I'm doing photography all the time. I'm meeting other business owners. I'm walking to my studio every morning. And I'm just taking in every second of it with the most joy and gratitude. I'm looking at the boats. I'm looking at the water and the sunshine. And when I say I was thriving, oh my gosh, I'm not exaggerating. I was thriving and so happy. Hey friend, quick reminder, I'm offering a free business building mentoring session with me. In this session, we analyze your goals and dreams and create an actionable plan to make them a reality. I'll give you a very specific to-do list to follow and I'll put into perspective the baby steps that are required to move forward in building your business. We'll talk mindset and confidence and I promise you'll leave our session feeling inspired and with some fire to finally cross those goals off. Head over to passionandpotentialpodcast.com slash businessbuilding to sign up or just click the link in the show notes. So I eventually launched the art side of my business and I start offering painting classes. I'm not exaggerating when I say I was using every bit of my creative passions as a part of my business and career. I got some of my paintings hung up in our local coffee shop and I actually sold one of my elephant paintings. Don't worry, not the original one I talked about where I have that emotional attachment to, but I sold it for $350 because it was hanging in the coffee shop and because I asked them, can I hang some paintings here? One day as I was walking to that coffee shop, I had a big old painting in my arms and some man and his wife stopped me on the street and say, where are you going with that? I say I was gonna go hanging at the coffee shop. <laughs> and right then and there, he asks to buy it from me for $150. And I was like, okay, yes, absolutely. Um, by all means, you can buy my painting. Holy moly. <laughs> I also have a picture of me with said man and wife in that said painting. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. So I bring all this up because there's this full circle here of feeling really hopeless and questioning if my arts could be my career or if I could even have a future with them to being full-time in both and embracing them in every possible way, which as you've probably heard in my opening for my podcast episodes, I say, I help you embrace your passions and discover your potential to chase your dreams because I had the passions, but I needed to embrace them. And I also needed to discover and embrace that potential within me and believe in it and take chances on it. Now you know why I'm so emotionally passionate about helping you and helping other creatives do that. I know firsthand what it's like to want something so bad, but get in your own way and allow your disbelief to deter you. And I always encourage people to try new passions, try new things, even if you're not quote good at them, try something. I never would have known that I loved painting and that one day it could grow into a part of my career had I not tried it and then embraced it and did it all the time and really allowed the, the passion for it to expand 
So as time goes on, of course, me and my boyfriend are getting more serious. And we reach a point where I realize he's not happy in South Carolina. He was a huge family man and was really close with his family. I mean, his family was amazing. His siblings were his absolute best friends. Over time, they literally ended up being my best friends. He had a ton of cousins who were also his best friends. And his mom wholeheartedly loved her children. And she did everything she could do to support them. Ooh, I'm getting emotional. Okay. So we went home to Ohio for Christmas. And as we were leaving, his mom started crying really hard. And as we were driving back, I could just tell he was very upset. And I could tell he didn't want to be in South Carolina anymore. He wanted to be home in Ohio. And I thought about how happy I was in South Carolina and how far I came with my business and my studio and how I built up all these connections and this clientele base and this presence on Google and local support and friends. And I thought about how much I loved the ocean and the trees and my studio and the sunshine. And I loved that coffee place. I loved my morning coffee there. But then I thought about how you're not supposed to put yourself first and how you're supposed to compromise in relationships. And I thought about how selfish I was for choosing my happiness over his and how he did have that amazing family that missed him. And I put my happiness on hold. Because I knew that overall, I'm a happy person. And I've been through much worse. And I was able to find joy in much worse. And I'm an optimist. And I can make anything happy for myself. So long as I'm not giving up on my dreams, right? And as we're driving back, I open my mouth and I say, I know you want to move back home. We can move back. And... Six months later, we moved back to Ohio. <laughs> and I end my studio lease. And I tell my business owner friends, and I tell my clients, don't forget about me. Don't assume you can't work with me. I'll travel back, guys. Um, I'll do anything to have a little bit of that piece of South Carolina in my, in my life and world. Are you guys exhausted on my roller coaster yet? Because I think I'm exhausted talking about it. <laughs> So I eventually decide to choose the relationship over my joy in South Carolina. And I, and I choose the relationship over that foundation and that clientele and all that hard work I put into building up that business in South Carolina. I choose a relationship over all of that. I think I get so emotional talking about this for a few reasons. One, the family aspect. But also, I realized how hard I was on myself during that time. I mean, I was really, I felt really bad that I was happy there and that he wasn't. And I almost felt, once again, this guilt of 
you are happy, but other people aren't. And looking hindsight, I don't think I understood the value of compromise or even the value of open communication. My version of compromise was, you're unhappy, let me wholeheartedly give to you. But talking about this now, as a 29-year-old who understands a lot more, I see a 23-year-old who felt like she had to work very hard to be loved from people and felt like if she ever put herself first or acknowledged her happiness, then these people would not love her anymore and they would leave her. And I think at the time I was really stuck between what are you supposed to do for a person you love and care about and what are you supposed to do for yourself as well? So we get back to Ohio and now I'm in a place of rebuilding my business. <laughs> so good news is, is I still have a business. <laughs> I did not come back to Ohio and start working for anyone else. I just understood that I had to pivot and I had to rebuild my business in Cleveland. And I had to work on networking in Cleveland and building a clientele here and essentially do all the things I did in South Carolina, but just redo them here now at home. So we end up buying a house together. And like I said, I'm still 100% all in on my business. I just had to pivot from my original plan and figure out how I no longer have this studio that I had in South Carolina here in Ohio. So I create a studio in our house and I'm offering every type of session, maternity, newborn, boudoir, family, I'm doing wedding photography. Like there was no niche to my business, which I do talk more about in this podcast. I believe it's, it's episode 15. I realize I'm kind of getting burnt out. And one thing I promised to myself is that I would never, ever let my career become something I resented. Because I remembered resenting that office job. And I remembered waking up and hating what I did. So I promised myself, you will not get to that point. This was my dream. And I chased it. And if this dream is not bringing me joy, something is wrong here. So I decide to make a big announcement that I'm going to solely focus on weddings and boudoir photography. Clients were sad and they were like shocked. and like, what? No, you have to photograph my family for the next 50 years. <laughs> but I am eternally grateful for the support that I've received from my clients because they really did support me. And also just the Cleveland area. People really, really supported me and they were rooting for me. And everyone understood why I had to pivot in this direction of having a niche. And how I did have to value my own mental health and my own deepest creative desires. But I mean, nonetheless, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I, I hope I did this the right way. I hope this was the right decision. What if I just said no to all these other potential sources of income and I like backfire in my business? Don't worry. That didn't happen. <laughs> so during all this time in rebuilding in Ohio, things grow very quickly because I do kind of have this local support. I also, of course, had built up some connections before I moved away. And 
you know, I'm doing networking events all the time. I'm at a good place with my, with the money I'm making from photography. Once again, could have been charging more, but the financial trauma played a role in that. But all in all, I mean, I'm doing well. I opened up a studio in Cleveland. Things were looking optimistic in my career. But the thing is, during all of this, I kind of lost myself. And I talk about that in other podcast episodes. One of those things is I've, I realized I stopped painting. I wasn't painting anymore. And I realized that I was chasing my dream and I was extremely proud of myself. But I still had this sadness inside me. And I, I struggled to say I was proud of myself. I couldn't say the words out loud, even though look at all I overcame, look at all I did, look at the, the growth. And I wouldn't talk positively about myself to people when I should have. And I wasn't doing things that were good for my mental health. And so even though I was doing really well in my career, and I was growing and I was like at this point of becoming really, really established in wedding and boudoir photography, I couldn't say I was proud of myself. And I would cry every time someone would tell me they were proud of me. I would cry like immediately. And I felt suppressed and I didn't really know why. I just, I just kept saying, I don't feel like me kept thinking, when did I feel like me? When was a time I felt like me? So we're going to fast forward to 2019. This is the year, my friends. <laughs> this is the year all that trauma comes back to bite me. Because remember, I never, I never um, unpacked it. I never acknowledged it. I suppressed it. I ran away from it. And I moved on from it but I never once unpacked it or understood it. And it comes back to bite me. This is the year that I turned 27. I'm in my later 20s now. This is the year I discover therapy and I start to work on myself and my trauma. And this is the year that shit hits the fan once again. <laughs> Once again, are we exhausted of this roller coaster? Because I just keep going up and down and up and down and up and down. But I mean, that is life, right? So when I say in my intro, I learned some things the hard way, this is a lot of that. Because I really learned things the hard way. I had this roller coaster of, I'll do it this way, oh no, that's not right either. And I'm gonna forget about all this drama, but uh-oh, now I'm 27 and it's hitting me straight in the face. So yes, this is 2019 and things drastically change once again. I am going to share this final part of the story in the next episode, part four, which I will be releasing the same time I released this episode. I would just like to break up the episodes. So yes, it will be the final one. You know, we started with part one, which was childhood. Two was becoming an adult. Three was being an adult and starting my business. Part four is going to be understanding myself. And 
pivoting in my business and really growing. But part four is the hardest years probably of my adult years, maybe besides that accident <laughs> that I had with the broken bones. <laughs> but, but part four is when I say, screw it, I'm going to be unapologetic. I'm not suppressing myself anymore and I'm not suppressing my emotions. So listen to part four. And if this episode helped you, please share it with someone that it could also help. Please let me know. By all means, feel free to DM me on Instagram and tell me if you listened or tell me if something stuck out to you or even tell me questions you have. If you're curious about things I didn't get to dive in deeper in the, in the episode. Instagram, I'm at Aristasia, at A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. If you'd like to join the Facebook group, it's Passion and Potential. We do lots of motivation. I have Taco About It Tuesday where I do passionate rants, kind of like these podcast episodes. I have guests, I have challenges. And if you'd like to sign up for my business training so that you don't do all things the wrong way or hard way like I did. <laughs> and so you can believe in yourself and have um, this understanding of your potential and embrace your passions. Click the link in the show notes, sign up. I'm offering them for free. I want to see you thrive the same way I was thriving. That being said, till next time, my friends.